Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They're a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Ref Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ref and Tracy Hightower Henny. So we have Deanna Pena. She is another attorney in our office at Hightower Ref Law, and we feel it's important that you all know about Deanna. Yeah, hi. So welcome. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Yes. And I think it's important to know that we usually record these um, in the morning. And I don't know, I think it's important to know that we're recording this in the afternoon. So it's like all the feels are different. Yeah, the sun is out. Um, yeah. The tank is clean. We're if you're awake. A Nemo fan. Yeah. What? <laughs> in Finding Nemo, they say the sun is out, the tank is clean. And it's like a big deal. Oh. So the tank is clean. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> And as we were talking about this uh, podcast, we're jumping right in that when we talk about the tank and Finding Nemo, Deanna and I have both this huge love of the ocean. Yeah. So like, how did your love of the ocean start? So my mom is from the beautiful, perfect island of Puerto Rico. So, um, and my whole family still lives there. So we have always had a very healthy love and respect for the ocean. Um, I'm from Texas, so I have never in my life gone more than six months without seeing the ocean. Oh, is that still true now? Now that I live in Nebraska, it's more like every year, but I try to go as much as possible. Oh, shoot. So when was the last time you've seen the ocean? Um, You know, the last time I was in Puerto Rico, which was like two years ago. Oh, no. But I'm going back in December, so it'll be great okay, to good. visit family. Good, yeah. good, good. So you like the ocean in the sense of like just being there and being on the beach? Yeah, I love every ocean creature. I haven't eaten fish for over 10 years. Um, I eat every other meat, oh, just not yes. fish. We had this conversation um. <laughs> about how I just ate octopus last week. Yeah. And you were like, no. It was a sore subject. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't actually really like octopus flavor, but it was like a delicacy at this restaurant and I think thought oh well I'll, I'll try it but I do like to eat fish yes and you just went scuba diving yes that's where my love of the ocean came from um learning how to scuba dive and then like you get underwater and you're like oh my god you feel like you're in an aquarium it's a totally different world because you kind of are yeah yeah I mean the ocean yeah right right <laughs> Um, but I think I shared with you that I'm the total nerd that has the fish identification cards that are waterproof. So like you yes. take them down and you're like, hold on a second. Let me identify which fish. Oh, that's the parrot fish. I literally have the Audubon Society fish identification guide pocket version yes. that is on my bookshelf. Is it waterproof? No, it's paper. Yeah. It wasn't well planned by the <laughs> no, society. Yeah, how are you identifying fish? Oh, unless you're like in a zoo. At an aquarium, aquarium I guess. You're not scuba diving. <laughs> yes. Well, um, all the love to the ocean and yeah. the ocean creatures, but yes. I did see the largest loggerhead turtle um, in Mexico when I was scuba diving last week. I would cry. Well, and I told you, it's so hard to have emotional reactions underwater because you have this big thing in your mouth that you're breathing out of, and then you have this mask on your face that you don't want to get water in. Right. And also, like, no one can hear you, and I often underwater will go... And that's the only noise you can make. And you're like screaming and you're a regulator. And then you're looking around and you're like, is anyone else seeing this? And then you're like trying to get everyone else's attention. And you're like, forget it. I'm just going to watch the turtle. I don't which, care if they're seeing it. Which I think makes it more special in that it's like a unique experience that only you have. Yes. Like you're sharing it, but you're also the only one who will ever know what that was like. Yes. You know, and so that's it makes it even more special. Yes. I think. Yes. So and also um 
Deanna and I both are Spanish-speaking people. Yeah, is much better than I am. I have about 20 extra years of experience. Yes, <laughs> you do. Yeah. But it's funny because I've learned the vocabulary of most of the marine species. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, tortuga and tiburon. Yeah. And octopus so, in food is pulpo. Yes. So, yes. So uh, Yeah. That's not a vocabulary that most people are like, oh. And I know the word for mermaid, which is sirena. It somehow doesn't come up at work very often. No, I, I don't know, know why. I, know. I, I can't fathom. Right, right. <laughs> we should start trying to use it in our daily language. Yeah. I'm a mermaid. Do like a what? bet. Like, do like a bet. Like, if you can work in as many, like, ocean-related words in a day, you get, like, $5 or something. Into, like, regular legal communication? Like, in the transcript, on the record. Oh, in court. <laughs> So, Judge, um, our divorce clients own a turtle. Five points. Five points. Five points. Ah, she really hooked him in. She was like a siren calling to him, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to totally admit that I realize the Starbucks mermaid is not a mermaid. She has it's two a siren. weird feet. Or the fins are weird. Yeah. She's a siren. Yes. Is that because they want us to spend all our money and they're <gasps> tricking us? I don't know. I haven't done the total Google research on why, but I am a Starbucks goer. Yes. A me lot. Too. Right. You see the cups on my desk. And one day I said, Why does she have two fins? And they looked at me like, Seriously? And they were like, She's a siren. And I said, oh I wasn't my aware God. that they had two fins. Mind blowing. And then they're like controlling women of the sea. And oh. I was like, oh, this is cool. So this is really lame that I know this, but a lot of siren like lore, actually, people think that what they were seeing in real life was a walrus. So, um, Oh, those sexy, sexy walrus, walruses. <laughs> yeah, wal walrus eye. Wal walruses are the ones with the huge tusks with the big hanging teeth. down, right? They're super, just like lumps of squishy cuteness. But is that how you do a walrus? You put the two pens like the in chopsticks. Oh, the, know, or the or the yes. straws. That yeah. is a walrus. I've We're doing this with our hands and our faces, but no one can see because it's a podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this one is not going to be a video podcast. <laughs> So, anyway, so um, ocean and Spanish. Ocean and Spanish. Um, the I'm rest Texas. I don't, yeah, the rest I don't think I have in common with you, so. Yes, unfortunately we are two different people, um, <laughs> but we managed to no, fortunately. find our way to each other. Um, yeah, so I'm from Texas. Um, my mom, like I said, is from Puerto Rico. My dad is um, Mexican. We've always lived in Texas, and um I came here for college to do opera performance, and I ended up becoming a lawyer instead, so. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> um, so I was, you know, my intention was, I'm from a town called Fort Hood, or the, uh, near Fort Hood, which is one of so the you largest. you can say I'm from the hood. I'm from Fort Hood. I just heard the song the other day, In the Hood. <laughs> or, that's not how it's said in the song, but I was like, oh, she's saying In the Hood. <laughs> So now I'm going to think of you. But that's me. That's people very commonly associate me with the hood. Yes. Um, Only it's a but, fort, which is very different from the hood. It's a super it's one of the largest army bases in the country, if not the largest. So and my dad's a veteran. So my intention with going to school to do music was to do music therapy. And then so I had to start taking a lot of psychology classes and I took one called um, psychology of immigration because the process is very traumatic in certain ways and I learned you know it's I was gonna swear um you can swear we cuss all the time okay well it's fuck shit all that 
Yeah. Now I'm shy. <laughs> no, but I learned the system is all kinds of, you know, screwed up. Um, That's not, and, cuss- and That's a not lot a word. I can't do it now that I have permission. <laughs> the system is bullshit. Yeah, there it is. All, all, you know, most are, um, especially many federal ones. Um, they could all use some improvement. So, um, so um, I learned about how, t- you know, terrible the system is. Like, for example, um, the government decided that children as young as two years old are competent to represent themselves in immigration court. Um, and yeah. Fight their deportation. Right after they started walking. So, you know, I was like this. It really pissed me off, honestly. And then I decided, um, how do I fix this? So I kind of started looking into what you can do on the back end, like as a therapist. And then the more I looked into that, the more I was like, why don't I just prevent it from happening in the first place? And so I applied to law school. After some time off in between, I applied to law school and then I got in. So you just said in your mind, I'm gonna fix this bullshit myself. I literally became an attorney out of spite. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think all of us kind of do, right? Yeah. Like, unless, except for if you're doing like tax law or something dumb, you're like, there's no spite in that. No, I mean, maybe against the ordinary consumer. Yeah. <laughs> That's anyways, we're not going there. Um, okay, so that's why you went to law school. Yeah, and then you know, it just so happened that my first year of law school, there was a certain election that was highly contested in 2016. And um, though I had at the time, you know, I was like, my dad's a dentist, like maybe I'll do like medical malpractice. I like medical records, I like doctor's offices, and then the election happened and, and I'll I, change the immigration system while I'm being a dentist yeah, on doctor the side lawyer. Like, looking at teeth I don't know I have no idea but I was like you know playing with both ideas and then the election happened and then it was it became a lot more Im- urgent that there were more immigration attorneys so um I picked that lane and here I am wow so how'd you get to Omaha so I went to Lincoln for undergrad and for law school um and then most of you know, the, so the immigration court is in Omaha. So a lot of immigration attorneys practice here. Um, it just makes more sense because there's only one court that Omaha or that Nebraska and Iowa both share. And that's the one that's here in Omaha. So, oh, um, yes. And then also my husband lives here. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> that's nice. Okay, so back to when you were growing up, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like before you did the immigration helpful class. All that business. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have always just, my dad is one of the coolest people that's ever lived. Um, he's still alive. Um, that came out weird. But um, so I just wanted to do. But true. <laughs> but true. So I wanted to just do whatever he was doing. So he was in the military. I've always kind of thought about the Air Force. He was a doctor. I was like, maybe I should do science. And then um, I learned very rapidly that I'm not good at math. Um, no lawyers are. And that, and that, you know, I started kind of. Um, we talked about a little bit earlier that I grew up very religiously because my dad is a Catholic deacon. So I was going to church probably four times a week. And when you're a kid, that's not super fun. So the way that I kind of made it interesting to me was to do the music part of it. So um, that's what got me into like doing music. And that's kind of, then I had the dream of being, you know, like an opera singer, but with good teeth. With good teeth, I hope. Because you were going to be a dentist. I've had braces three times. Oh my God, why? (laughs) Because my dad knows all the orthodontists and he's like, oh, your incisor moved a quarter of an inch. Here, go get some more braces. Wait, in your mouth, a quarter of an inch is kind of a lot. Well, I don't know if that's, math is not my strong suit. It could have been an eighth. (laughs) It was uh, one thirty-second of an inch. But yeah, I got braces three times. 
Wow. Yeah. With the rubber bands and everything? Yeah, but I got to pick my own colors, which was Oh, fun. like on Halloween, you have orange and black in yeah, your mouth, right? They let me do like every color I wanted since my dad. Wow, you do everyone. have nice teeth, though. Thank you. So that's good. Yeah, you are the daughter of a dentist. Once again, no one can see, so you don't know if it's true or not. We're just going to assume it's true. <laughs> well, they can go to our website and look at your picture. I think you're showing your teeth in that picture. There are ways to see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so I always think it's really interesting to know, like, what was your first job? Yeah, so I am extremely lucky in that um, the way that I grew up, my parents kind of thought your job is to go to school. So I didn't work until I was at college. And my first job, I was a bartender. Yes. Which I loved so, so, so much. So you can mix all the drinks. I would love to mix all the drinks. Did you ever come up with the Deanna special? No, but what I did do. So my last name is Pina, which means pineapple in Spanish. And it has so- nothing to do with being a swinger, by the way. Yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah. No. Those are upside down ones, though, right? I have no idea. Someone told me that the other day, how like pineapples in your house mean you're a swinger. And my entire house is covered in pineapples. And if they're like painted white. And then they're upside down, though. So as long as none of them are painted white and upside down, I think you're okay. I think where you see them a lot is at mobile parks. Oh. Where the campers are parked, they'll like set up a picnic table and then there'll be a pineapple on it. And you're like, Whoa. I became oh. very afraid because my parents are highly non swingers. So I was like, Are people looking at them thinking that yes, they're this way? They are. The, Do you have a pineapple <laughs> on your doorbell? We have a pineapple door knocker. We have pineapple sconces. Oh, God. We have pineapple doormats. We have pineapple pill. Like, oh, people think if you're swingers. If you can conceive of it being pineapple, we have it. Yeah. So. I did get you a pineapple bracelet, too, one time. Which I love. And I didn't even think about how that would say you're a swinger. But people think you're swingers, by the way. Well, let the record show that I'm not. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay. They can think what they want. Um, oh, but yeah, so like my name means pineapple. And so when I was bartending, I made it a point to that all the pineapple-related drinks were going to be my specialty. So like I was yes. kind of known for like tropical. And I also I like I was like the ethnic one, you know. So all the <laughs> tropical drinks were my specialty. So like you knew that you could come to me for like a good Mai Tai or like a mojito or like whatever. Oh, yeah. Is there a pineapple liquor? There is a lot of pineapple juice that's used. Oh, like, sure. In conjunction yes. with a lot of other like Out of coconut. the can, how you yeah. have to like open it and then get the other side going. Like, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what's your favorite drink? Oh, um, vodka in all forms <laughs> with all with all friends. Um, usually is my go-to. Um, I don't know. I don't. Generally in life, I do not discriminate, and that translates to alcohol as well. Oh, perfect. I'm fine with all of them. <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. So, your bartender as your first job. Did you become a bartender other places? So, I worked at a really like. It was a college bar in in Lincoln that was like you went there to like get Long Islands, do shots. Like at one point I had learned how to make like a way that you can set up a bunch of shots in a row. And it's like you clink one down and they all clink into each other. And it's really cool. Like I don't know. I'm like doing things with my hands. Um, But yeah, it was super, super neat. So um, yeah, that was my first job. And then after that, I worked at um, a bunch of different legal nonprofits because I was in law school. Um, and then I got really lucky and had the opportunity to work for the immigration court as a clerk for the immigration judges and um, other jobs. And then magically, I came here. Here. Yes. Yes. It was magic. <laughs> it was. Like the mermaid. It was fate. Yeah. OK, so what do you love about being a lawyer now? Um, 
the, this is so pathetic, but the first thing I thought of was the clothes. Um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> really superficial. Um, but you are I, always well dressed. I love skirts and dresses. You could, um, I think non lawyers wear skirts. Do they? Yes. <laughs> it's a thing. The jury's out on that one. Um, but yeah, so I like that. Um, you know, you can actually make change. Like, even if it's on a one person to one person basis, you're able to actually affect the trajectory of somebody's life. So um, I like that. Um, I like how it's different every day. I like that there's no two days that you walk in and you do the same thing. That was something that, you know, once you learn how, like, psychology is really interesting too, but I don't know, the stakes aren't as high. It's like, it's fun to be in the adrenaline. Court is really cool. I love the law. I'm a really big law nerd. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, like the variety of the days, because one day you're like, "Oh shit, I have nothing to do," and then you're like, ten minutes later, you're like, ah! like flooded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, it's fun, and I like that. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people who practice law the same way that this office does in such a, you know, collaborative and open way. And I like that it's not super like we're not competitive within ourselves and we're able to just focus on we're here for the clients we're here to make the lives better for other people like let's just do that however right. we can so. so what areas of the law do you practice here at Hightower Rough Law um so at Hightower Rough Law um I do immigration law and I do um, family law so that includes divorce custody um I've helped with adoption cases before especially um regarding Spanish speaking clients um I kind of get looped in on any time there, there's someone who speaks Spanish just because I speak Spanish. Um, that seems to make sense. <laughs> the, the dots connect, you know. Um, so I've, I've gotten the chance to do a lot of things that I maybe normally wouldn't have been involved in, which is really neat. Um, and you're involved in a lot of things, too, like on a volunteer basis, too. So tell us about that. Yes. So um, you and I both, we we help out at a clinic in South Omaha. Um, it's run primarily by Peshik Law Office um, on 23rd and O at the Asuncion Guadalupe Church. Um, every single Monday from 7 to 9, most time, most parts of the week we're, or of the month, we're able to go and provide free legal help to people who speak Spanish. So um, we do that every month every week sometimes um let's see what else do um i'm also a i don't know if this is legal related but i'm a mentor through partnership for kids so i'm going to be doing mentorship for 10th graders at south high starting this year oh god um, 10th grade i picked high school i'm not i'm not great with kids um i don't understand <laughs> them they speak strangely they move their bodies in a way that i don't understand so i picked high school <laughs> I don't understand a lot of 10th graders either. I like the <laughs> drama and the angst and the the emotions. It's just like, it's very opera. Oh, it's very opera yes. to be like over the top. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I feel like 10th, well, 10th grade felt better than 9th grade, I feel. And like 6th and 7th and 8th grade were like super weird. I didn't like any of it. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be honest. All of high school? Well, uh, so for a long time I was in Catholic school, oh, which I can see sometimes can be terrible um, <laughs> for many, many reasons. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you have all the hormones and you're all weird inside. Yeah. And so that yeah. happened a lot. 
Well, good. So you can help the weirdness of the 10th graders. That's what I hope for. Good. Yes. And all that bullshit. Yeah, especially like the artsy ones who like, you know, the only kids I understand are ones who play video games. So luckily that's a lot of them. Yeah, because you like to play video games. I love, I'm not good at them, but I love them. (laughs) Um. What's your favorite one right now? So my favorite game ever is Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker because it's very cute and it's very sweet and you're at sea like the whole time. Can you pick the circle. princess as the character? Can you play the no, princess? No, she oh. is not playable in many of the Zelda games. But Hopefully like a Mario Kart, you can pick her to drive the car. Yeah, but that's a game of like skill and that's not for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I need like a storyline that I can go to a dungeon and smack something around. In and fact, you told me about the Nintendo Switch and then you said you really should get this. Yes. And then so I researched it. You oh, should you be. Yeah, well, then they're coming out with some new version in October. So I think I'm going <gasps> to wait for that. Yeah, get that one. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. You should be. But here's the games I like to play. I like to play like the puzzly games that are like, yes. figure out these 10 things to open this part of the box and then now you got that box open and like escape rooms and you feel so this is so lame but you feel so smart you're like oh my god I figured it out I opened that box I opened a box and then there's like 1800 more boxes (laughs) open you're like oh great there is a game that's about being an attorney I think it's called Phoenix Wright or something but it's like that's called real life oh and it's so funny you have to like provide the right evidence and every time I get it right I'm like I'm so smart oh my god completely ignoring the fact that it's literally my job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow, what it's it's a video game? Yeah, they on made, Nintendo Switch. They made it for the Switch. Oh, I'm buying it. You should. All over it. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was super great cuz I learned a lot even more about you. Oh. So this was really fun. Um so thank you for coming on the podcast yes. today thank and you telling for us about me. Deanna. Yes, Deanna Pina, not Swinger Pina. That's not a just swinger. your last name. Yes. <laughs> Lover of the ocean. And um, all the good things. Yeah, that sounds great to me. I'll yeah. take it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. And be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Rep Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.